The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, new friends. I'm Jackie Schimmel, philanthropist, motivational speaker, glowing wife, animal rights activist, and a shoulder to cry on. Not really. I'm a crazy bitch, but a hoot and a half. If you haven't listened to my podcast, The Bitch Bible, brace yourself, pour yourself a stiff drink, and get ready to laugh your ass off or cry. Make sure you subscribe yourself to The Bitch Bible Podcast right now. You're going to effing love it. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am Divorced Not Dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey, so buckle up. Welcome back to Divorced Not Dead. This is an extremely interesting uh, episode. First of all, for those of you that don't know. I'm day three in quarantine in bed with COVID. So I thought it was the perfect time to record on my own since I'm in my bedroom alone. So I wanted to talk about Christmas this year. It was an interesting one, actually. So Christmas this year, Sergio went home. He went home for a week, which was bittersweet because as someone that's fiercely independent, I do find it really, really hard to be 24 hours with someone after having a marriage where we kind of did our own thing, but in a great way. It wasn't like, you know, we told each other to fuck off. It was just like, you know, he would go off to work, I would go off to work. Then because of the kids, we would make sure one of us was home. And then when the other one landed, the other one would go to do their work. So it just ended up like that. And now because I'm with Sergio and his work is with me here, we are literally 24-7 together. So in some respects, it's so different. People always ask me, you know, and I see in long-term marriages, a lot of long-term marriages work because they're so separate. COVID has certainly taught us that since people got quarantined together, they found it really hard and there's been so many more divorces. So what is better? What is the answer? And I still don't know, to be honest, because I definitely don't think the kind of marriage that I had is sustainable. And there are so many people in the same position as me now who literally get so irritated when their spouse comes home because they're so used to running their house and doing everything they want. And then the husband comes home and he, you know, he takes over and, you know, demands and needs things doing for him. And, you know, you have to compromise. And we're all so used to being on our own and living the life we kind of want to do. And I think in my new life with Sergio, I've already made up my mind that I'm not prepared to compromise in anything. And I don't mean like, his feelings don't matter. I mean that his feelings matter just as much as mine, but it shouldn't be a compromise. If Sergio absolutely wants to do something and I simply don't, then he must do it. And vice versa, I must do it. It doesn't mean he has to come. It doesn't mean it needs to be an argument. It doesn't need to be anything other than, you know, you want to do it, I don't. It's as simple as that. So I think by... I had not had a day off and with quarantine and everything else, Sergio and I working together, we hadn't had a day apart at all. So, you know, obviously that breeds sometimes a lot of like snap arguments, nothing major, just like, you know, you snap at each other and then you're fine again. So then Christmas was coming and I was like, oh shit, you know, he's actually going to go home for a week. Then you get sort of um, 
you get um, separation anxiety. That's it. Then I'm like, I'm so used to like lying with him every night and watching movies and just knowing that he's there, even if he's irritating the shit out of me, I know he's there. And then I was worried about the week. And then I was like, oh God, the week sounds so long. And actually it's ridiculous. I even had friends coming in. So I had friends arriving. Christmas was a complete whirl for me because I had one of my best girlfriends came in from New York. She ended up staying eight days or nine days with me instead of a week. And then the day she left, because she, you know, stayed over, my next girlfriend arrived with two kids. So I have had three solid weeks with guests in my house. Love them both. But it's there's no break. There's no respite. They were the easiest guests ever on earth, by the way, because I actually wanted them there. And, you know, it's really nice to lie around with your girlfriend. But, you know, the house is full, full, full to the brim. And, you know, when guests are around, you sort of need to do things and show them things. And it's just different. I had three solid weeks and then Sergio was gone. And again, it was good for him and it was good for me. I was really excited to get him back. And in the meantime, I did the first Christmas. Well, it wasn't the first Christmas, but I did my second Christmas with Jem. And the first Christmas that he'd spent in this house. And obviously the kids really wanted daddy to stay the day before Christmas Day because that's when Santa Claus comes and they would get up at 5 a.m. and it's a whole thing. And they always did their stockings in my bedroom and all that kind of rubbish. So Jem actually hadn't been to the house before. So I was a little nervous about that because, you know, we're in different places and I just didn't want, you know, to make him feel sad or nostalgic or like see the way, you know, we live maybe versus he's in an apartment, you know, albeit a gorgeous one, but like, it's just different. So I was a little bit nervous, but he came over and he actually got to the house before I had arrived home from work and he settled into his room. He went to sleep, share a room with Zach and it was actually amazing. He was perfect and, you know, really respectful because I think when you still live in the old house that you share together, it's very difficult because obviously you set back into old routines and they can come in and they feel like they know where everything is. In this house, he didn't know anything and therefore, you know, was respectful about going into my room or doing anything like that and stayed, you know, downstairs. When the kids got the PlayStation for Christmas, he set it up in my bedroom for me and we just made it all about the kids. We didn't discuss anything else. You know, we hosted an amazing lunch for like 30 people um, of our close friends and it wasn't weird at all believe it or not I think when you've just been married as long as we were you set back into some sort of a routine he did the barbecue and all the food I ran around doing the guests and you know getting the table places ready I had an amazing woman coming in who set it all up for us and you know this hotel group did and Accor did the most amazing dinner for us and it became easy and the kids were all running around and I had so many guests. It wasn't awkward. My friends staying were our old friends of Gems too. So it was simple. And I think everyone had a really, really nice day, you know, and the kids really appreciated the fact that their dad was here and there was no tension. It was good. It is hard because obviously the kids, they don't understand and they, they really wish and their only wish is for them is for the mum and dad to be back together. Even if you're happy as you are and you're both doing well and you're both thriving, and I know Jem's thriving in his world and I'm thriving in mine, and that even if we're friendly, it's their, their dream is to have their parents back together, and I get that, which isn't Sergio's fault either. It's just life. So let's take a little break and discuss my new ritual, which is ritual. 
It's a multi-brand vitamin company I found in the last six months. And I started personally using them just because I found that they were gluten-free, allergen-free, scientist and nutritionist recommended, so many other reasons. You know, I just really easy to take when I'm on the run. So Ritual is formulated with key nutrients, including vitamin D, to help fill the gaps in your diet. They're fresh-tasting, delayed-release capsules are designed to dissolve in water in less sensitive areas of the stomach so you can take them with or without food, which is really key for my lifestyle. And you'll always know where your nutrients come from thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. I also love that Ritual's designed with different life stages in mind, so they're now available for women, men, and teens Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support all different life stages, which is great, especially as I have a teen in the house. You deserve to know what's in your multivitamin. That's why Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com forward slash DND and start your ritual today. Let's get back to the episode. Then Jem obviously went home and Sergio arrived back the next day, midnight that night, actually, Christmas night. And then we went straight into a whole nother, exactly the same boxing day with half the same people and more. So I ended up with like about 40 people in and out that day, which is the great thing about here. And it was just simple. I think that, you know, Sergio also got to feel like this was his home, that he was hosting, that he was the man the next night because he was, it was really hard for him to watch my Instagram and watch all his friends here and watch, you know, everybody in his house with me, you know, what he feels is his home now and and not to be part of it. But it was good, you know, look, regardless, he didn't leave to go home because Jim was coming for Christmas. He left to go home because he hadn't, you know, hadn't seen his family in nine months. And he needed to be with them for Christmas too. It's all a juggling act. He get got back and then he managed to, you know, hit the ground running and do Boxing Day with us all, which was wonderful. He played on all the games with the kids and he's so good at just fitting in and just getting on with things and doing stuff. And he wants to be part of everything, which is so amazing. And he made such an effort and him and Jem, by the way, have now met. So that's great. And I think that they both, you know, there's a mutual respect, you know, it's getting easier and it's going to be good. So Christmas was a whirl. And then as you all know, now we announced our engagement. He wanted to like announce it when it all happened. And I, I just didn't. And I, not for any reason, it's just like, you know, when you get engaged, obviously it's, I mean, I hadn't planned it. He planned it. So I had no idea it was coming. I didn't want to surprise everyone. And I also felt like this was, you know, the first real Christmas that we were out of our old house. And that although it's the second Christmas apart, that it was, you know, still a big, going to be a big shock. And I just wanted to get through Christmas and make everything about Christmas and not be about me and Sergio, which, you know, so much of our lives right now is. And although, you know, I do try and do everything with me, Sergio and the kids as well, the kids, you know, they're still jealous. My, I have one son that's really, really jealous of my relationship with Sergio and I'm really, really struggling with that. He's fine sometimes and then he's just not. The other two, not so much. But I knew that he would be not happy about the engagement because in his mind, I am going to get back with his dad. And that's just a fact. So I think the engagement really is finalizing that for him. 
And I also hadn't really gone into the facts that they knew we were separated, but I haven't even really laid it out on the line that we were divorced, divorced, as I said, you know, and the papers had come through just because, I don't know, right or wrong, and I'm probably going to get a lot of, you know, different reactions to this. I don't feel that children need to be in all of the details. I think they're just too grown up to understand. And as I said before, I think divorce has such a deathly connotation, like you know, daddy's going, daddy's leaving or mummy's leaving or whatever it is, one of you's leaving and they're never coming back. And that's just not so. You know, my kids literally live across the road from their dad and um, we're still working out schedules, which is still a fucking nightmare because in my house I have more of a setup and, you know, Jem has to go to work. So it's not so easy for him to have them as many nights as I do. And I, I get that, but, you know, I think it's important to get a regular schedule and we just need to get it down. But, you know, so I've never really gone into the fact that we were divorced, divorced, and now I'm, like, engaged. I mean, it's just, like, so much for them to take in and not really understand because to them, engagement means I'm getting married imminently. And again, you know, when we talked about it with Sergio, like, I haven't really thought it much further through when I want to get married or, you know, when I got divorced, it was never with the intention to remarry either, by the way. I've said this to Sergio, so it's not it's not a surprise. And I've also said it to his parents because I think when Sergio sort of brought me along to his mum and dad, as I said, you know, I really think they thought that I was some desperate divorcee that needed, you know, a new husband to take care of her kids. And that's just not so. And it's also not how I feel. And I, you know, I don't need to get remarried. I have been married 18 years or 16 years and together 18 years. So, and it took me quite a long time to unwind and find myself from that. So to go jump straight back into something else was not on my list. And I know a lot of women are like, you're really lucky or this is the dream scenario. And it is, and that's why I'm going with it. But that's also why I stopped myself and didn't announce it because as much as it was amazing on that mountain. And I, you know, I look at his face and I really love Sergio and I don't want to lose Sergio for anything. But, you know, I do struggle and he knows this. I do struggle a lot with not wanting to ruin his life long term. You know, I always think to myself, if I don't marry him and I don't have children with him in five to 10 years, he's still, you know, 31, he can move on and have another whole life with somebody else. And I would have been an amazing part of his life. He'll never stop loving me. He'll never forget me. And he'll never leave me, leave me. And I'm sure of that. But it would give him the chance to, because I think as we all know, as I know with hindsight, that what you feel in your 20s, your early 20s, whatever it is, you know, we change. And I just don't want to put him in this position where... You know, if I have babies and we're married, he really just doesn't have choices anymore. But then I thought to myself as well, like, why am I making these choices for him? I can't make these choices for him. I've told him all this. I've told him that I will be too old for him in five, even 10 years. You know, at some point it will be embarrassing walking around with a woman who's 20 years older than him. Some point. I mean, I can hold back the years for so long. I've got the best bloody surgeons in the world. But there'll come a point where you'll see it or he will see it. And there'll come a point where, you know, it just, I don't know. There must be a reason it hasn't worked this way around before. Having said that, I'm Googling a lot, as I've said, and there are more and more people doing it this way. I'm in the moment learning that. I've also taken out the future because, you know, I didn't know what my future was with Jem either. 
cotton wool myself safety-wise and know my future with Sergio. Maybe I make Sergio, maybe Sergio stays with me for the rest of my life. Or maybe we have a different kind of marriage. Maybe, you know, in 10 years we we become something else, more make more modern day agreement. I've no idea. Maybe he pushes me around and he finds himself a girlfriend. I, I don't know. At this point, you can't overthink it. The thing is, I thought to myself, I can't take the joy out of his step. And just because I've done it, he hasn't. And this is the moment. He's so in love and so am I. So I'm not belittling his feelings. But what I'm saying is, you know, my practicalities, I don't want to dull his sparkle. And, you know, he wants this more than anything. He's proved it to me more than anything. I mean, no matter what any of you may have thought or said in, before, he proves it to me. I'm stuck in bed in COVID. This morning he has homeschooled my children, cooked for them. I mean, this is a boy, he's 26 years old for fuck's sake. Do you know his friends are all out on beaches with 25-year-old girls or 22-year-old girls having the time of their lives and instead he's stuck here homeschooling my children. My ex is kind of laughing not in a horrible way, but like, he's like, talk about a crash course and like, well, if you want you, this is what it comes with you. And I'm like, okay. I mean, it's fucking funny. I'm on Zoom with him, teaching him how to like defrost food so that the housekeepers can do, you know, the food tomorrow, but he has to do the menus. He has to do the schooling. He has to get the kids up. He has to get them to bed. Do you know how hard it is to get three children to bed on time for school that they don't want to, and they don't really have school because they're online schooling and he's doing it. And he hasn't even got COVID and he's stuck in here. Plus me, who can't leave the room. Now he's got no TV room because the kids have taken it. He's got no room to go by himself because I'm in my room, so he can't come up here. He's got no TV. The guest room TV isn't working properly. He's bloody miserable, but he's doing it with a smile. And if I was him, I would have broken free by now and gone, what the fuck am I doing? I don't need this shit. But he doesn't. He really doesn't. Let's take a little break from the show and discuss woo. Let's face it, since we've been having date night in way more than ever, Sergio and I have literally lost count of the days we've been home. So the only thing keeping us sane right now is spicing it up in the bedroom with Woo More Play. Woo More Play is the all-natural sexual wellness brand that takes your sex life to the next level. Let's face it, they've got it covered from start to finish with their coconut love oil, freshies, and now their quickies, so you can take your better sex life on the go even if it's in the living room. I always use their freshies towelettes before I have sex because they're made with coconut water and smell fucking amazing. And they always make me feel so confident, especially after a quickie between Zoom meetings, if you know what I mean. These days, I'm even keeping them in the car for an easy way to clean my hands between the grocery runs. For the best sex ever, you have to try Woo's Coconut Love Oil. It's made with organic coconut oil, and even though we use it for everything like foreplay, sex, massages, whatever, it's edible, it tastes like a vanilla cupcake, no joke. I highly recommend you guys testing this for yourself. And if you love the love oil like I do, Woo's new quickies are a game changer. These are cute, perfectly pre-portioned packs of love oil, so all you have to do is rip off the top and get going. No mess, no cleanup, sign me up. Head over to woomoreplay.com forward slash discount forward slash DND for 20% off your order of Woo. Or use code DND at checkout for 20% off Woo More Play to start spicing it up today. That's 20% off with code DND. Trust me, you'll keep coming back for more. Let's get back to the show. 
you know, it's so hard to find anyone to go through these kind of things with you. And we're all so tied up in our own lives and so selfish in our own ways, including myself, by the way. So I'm, you know, I'm putting myself in that pile. I don't know if I could do have done this for him or go to someone else's house and take care of their kids. They're not my kids. And quite frankly, my kids have been horrors to them in between all of this. And even the announcement of the engagement was incredibly hard because I, of course, like I always do, fucked it up and didn't really tell anyone that I was going to do it for a multitude of reasons. I guess I didn't want to really want to hear what anyone had to say because if you look at it from the outside, any normal person's going, what the fuck are you doing? But they're not in my relationship and they're not in this room and they're not in this house and they don't really know my day to day. And I wouldn't trade him for anybody else on the planet. I really wouldn't. He makes me laugh and giggle every single day. I can't reiterate more that when you work as hard as I do, that's all that matters. More money is always nice, but it doesn't keep you warm and it doesn't love you. And it doesn't really make you happier. And sometimes worry and stress are the things that drive you. And the things that make you go, okay, I'm going to get up and do more. And he's so driven here and driven to be the best partner for me. And we're working on so many projects together that regardless of what happens, I know we're going to be golden. I really, really feel it. There isn't really anything I would change right now. I think I avoided the situation because I knew that if I told my ex first, I'd probably, there'd probably be a family meeting. If I have a family meeting, I'm just kind of done with family meetings. It sounds so awful. Family meetings just consist of me sat on a sofa by myself with the rest of the family the other side against me. I've just got to a stage in life where I just don't want to explain my actions anymore. And I don't know whether that's right or wrong, but I just don't want to. And I just won't. I think as long as they're done with good intention and everyone should be happy. And Sergio, as I've maintained, is a good person. He's not here to ruin my family. He's not here to be a stepfather, you know, or a father figure. They have a father. He's not here to be anything but their friend. And he hasn't shown them anything but love and compassion. And when they're horrible to him, he never raises his voice. So there is nothing my kids or my ex could say that would change my decision in a way. Because, you know, I get it if your children come and you've, you've like gone off with a horrible person, but I haven't. And I know that my children would be sad and say stuff only because they want me to get back with their dad. And I don't think their dad thinks he's the right person long term right now for me. But again, I, you know, at some point I have to make my own decisions, be them right or wrong, I presume. So... I didn't handle that properly. I don't I didn't really realize if I put it up on social media. I mean, I knew that it would I would get a lot of likes. I didn't realize it was going to go viral like people, you know, in America like as much as it did. And so of course every everyone sent it to them a million fucking times and my parents and 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 times a healer. Everyone's calmed down. It's out now. So I can relax. And now, funnily enough, 
it was like the day after and instead of skipping around town, I've got COVID. So actually, funny enough, Sergio is proving to my kids and to Jem very, very, very clearly right now that he is the right person, that he really is the person for me. He's the one taking care of the kids right now because my ex can't come into this house. If he comes into this house, he has to quarantine for 10 days, which he absolutely cannot do. And I think that Sergio has proved himself more than anything. Like, I don't know many men that would come in, quarantine and homeschool and feed the children and put them to bed and do all that. I really don't. Most people would be like, see you in 10 days, including myself. So, you know, I think he's proved himself. I think my everybody sees it. This has been a very sort of up and down time with the kids and with everybody. But I think with being locked down together now, it's actually forced us to all get over it and get over it quickly. So everybody's talking again and they're not as worried. Of course, I don't know how it will feel. I kind of put their mind at ease saying that, you know, I haven't set a wedding date. I haven't thought about it yet. Maybe we'll have a long engagement, but maybe we won't. And then I think to myself, but why, if I don't want one, why do I have to explain myself? Like, I don't want this gigantic wedding you know, I just want to sort of be on a beach with like 20 friends, no shoes. And Sergio is like my dream wedding, actually, that I've always wanted. I don't need a big huff and puff. I think it's gone so viral and over every news station in America as well, because it's the age difference that is like fueling this. And I think people want to see if it's possible, if it works. It's. I'm getting so many beautiful messages, by the way. I mean, you guys have been amazing. And I think that seeing me and Sergio and I'm turning my stories and I'm doing the YouTube more into a channel for you. I think you see now the dynamic and why, why it works and how it works. And, you know, I think from going to boarding school from six to 18, I was talking about it the other day that I'm just not ready to grow up. And Sergio brings out the child in me. And because of his age, you know, he doesn't make me explain myself. I don't have to think about what I say in my house. I don't have to worry about the way I behave. And I only have to answer to myself, which is incredibly freeing. And it's funny that, cause I always thought that money and earning money would free me and it doesn't, it actually ties you it ties you to people. It ties you to hiring people, to having people, to, you know, people working for you. That do, It doesn't free you. Money chains you. It chains you to continuing. You don't get to relax. So the only thing that really frees you is the freedom to be you, the freedom to exist, the freedom to exist in any which way you want. The only times, like there's sometimes Sergio will say to me, you know, because he doesn't smoke or he doesn't drink or he doesn't do these things. And he'll say to me, I wish you wouldn't have that cigarette or whatever. And I just roll my eyes. And, you know, I know he does it from a place of love and absolutely, you know, I shouldn't smoke. My kids don't want me to smoke either. So I'm going to work on it. But I'm like, you do you, boo. You do you. He really appreciates that side of me. Like I have never stopped him doing anything anything he wants. And I won't. And I think that, you know, it's so refreshing for him. Like he'll ask me crazy, you know, he'll ask me anything like, can I do this? Can I do that? I'm like, don't ask, absolutely do it. Um, but then I expect the same thing back. And I've said to him, I don't ask anything of you. My only request is you don't ask anything of me because I have earned my freedom. It's taken me to 44 years to be, feel completely fucking free, just free to say what I want, do what I want. And even when I was asked to do the family meeting, rightly or wrongly, all the kids and my ex was like, get get over to the house now, come over here now. And I just thought about it a minute and I was like, 
actually it was the first day I was feeling ill, so thank God I didn't go. But I was like, no, nope, not going to go. They're like, no, you've got to be here by seven. I'm like, I don't have to be anywhere. I don't have to be anywhere by any time. I don't have to answer to anyone. I've made a decision. Those of you who don't like it can come talk to me, but I am not going to explain myself to a line of people and be interrogated. I just am not. That's it. And we can discuss it in the next day. And actually it was the best thing that could have happened because three days later they're all calm and it's all fine, back to normal. It's just choosing to live my way completely and freely. And that's honestly the way I'm going to conduct my life from now on. I don't have to answer to people. I don't have to reason with people. I think I got somebody said to me this morning, actually got a really nice message going, I've just listened to your podcast, but I was always so scared of you. And I'm like, why are people scared of me? That's why they're scared of me. That's what she said as well. She said, because you're just so unapologetic. I don't do it for effect, by the way. I'm not doing it just to make you feel small. It's not about you. It's about me. It's just, I think I've always been told what to do. In school, I was told what to do every day, line up, be here, do this, that my freedom is so precious to me. I'm not going to ask my parents permission for anything either, by the way. I moved out a long time ago. I have supported myself all the way through. You don't get the right to tell me what to do now. Nobody does. You can advise me from far. You can tell me if you want, but I mean, I don't have to listen. And I've realized I don't have to listen. I have one life and you can't run my life for me. And if I make the wrong decisions at this age, so be it. People told me Sergio was the wrong decision. It's been what, a year and a half? Whatever the wrong decision is, I'm in a proper relationship with this man. He's asked me to marry him. I didn't force Sergio up that mountain and give him a ring to propose with. He's thought about it. And, you know, I deserve to live it. And if I get 10 years or 20 amazing years with Sergio, what a joy, what a dream, how fun this is. I'm going to have the best 20 fucking years ever. I'm literally a teenager again. What 44-year-old woman is having a pillow fight at night whilst being dragged out of bed by her ankles, laughing uncontrollably? I am. That's what I'm doing, people. We are running around the house like teenagers. and. I actually do get on my Instagram, grow the fuck up. And then I look at it and it just makes me so angry. I'm like, why, why, why? When I'm incapacitated, I'll grow the fuck up. But I don't need to right now. I really don't need to. I am providing for my family. They are going to school, the best schools. They do all the after school activities, all, you know, organized by me. They are clothed. They are happy. They have amazing friends. They're performing in school. Why the fuck do I need to grow up to be a better parent? I don't. I absolutely don't. And that's the problem with most of you. You're all too grown up. And it's like, for what? Why? You know, being grown up is miserable. I mean, if I only had to focus on the bills and the grown up side of life, what's the point? You know, the whole point is now I'm snogging again holding hands. You know, Sergio piggybacks me down the beach. I get love notes on my mirror. I get flowers. I get like, I mean, nonstop fun sex. I get play fights. 
I get giggles. I get FaceTime chats. I get like so much fun. We travel all over. And when I travel with the kids, he is a kid. So it's just hilarious. They go off together. I get so much benefit from not having grown up. You know, I think when you grow up, you actually pre-age. I have one of my best friends here who is the CEO of NMC. He's the biggest child I know. I mean, we literally laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. And he has the most serious job of anyone I know. The man works like a dog. But yet he still has time to like belly laugh. We're like absolute kids. We are children. People think we are insane. And we probably are. But that's what keeps us young. I have a retirement plan anyway. So if Sergio left me for someone else and, you know, or somewhere else, I, I have a backup. I have my my friends and I want to live live with. And I, I see my little, you know, I see an island and I see myself and I see like this community thing, like with a bar in the middle and my best friends all around. And I've got my gay best friends as well, like, you know, that I want to live with as well. And that just like, and girlfriends. And I, I'm super happy, super happy. I just want to enjoy now. Like I was thinking about it. So many people save for their future. But like, I don't think my, I need so much money in my future. I need it now while I'm young and we're having fun and we're, I can travel the world. I need my lifestyle now. I don't need it when I'm bedridden, you know, and I, I, I can't move and I'll, I'll always survive. And I think attitude is key. Attitude to life. Everyone wants to know how I got a 26-year-old boyfriend. Well, I, as I said before, I didn't go out and look for him. But, you know, he stayed because... I'm younger at heart than he is. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't party. He makes me go home. He's sensible. He plays sport. He's not like, you know, egging me on and we're two like nightmares running around town. He calms me down. Anyone that meets us gets us. How did I get him? I've no idea. I must have done something really right in a past life. Holy shit. God knows what. But... He's staying and we're very, very happy. The children are adjusting. It, of course, each step takes time for them get, to get used to, but they're downstairs they're there with him, playing games, having the time of their lives. He's just done dinner for them. I mean, honestly, there's no one else in the world I'd rather have by my side right now and through this. Whether it's society standards or not, girls, open your mind to possibilities. Open your mind to looking at different possibilities because I would never have entertained this a few years ago and I'm now in it and I couldn't think of myself anywhere else. So for all of you girls that are waiting for the perfect Mr. Right on a shining horse to save you with like a bucket load of money attached to his penis probably, it doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't fucking exist and they don't want to give it to you anyway. So as I've said, look around, find your life partner, because when you find your life partner, you know, all the things that you love and you find together, you'll make them grow anyway. You know, Sergio and I are building businesses together out of the things that interest us. He's the yin to my yang. Like there are things that I don't enjoy doing that he enjoys. So he's like, right now he's going to build my whole website. I don't want to do it. Don't know how to do it. 
He's got all the people. He loves it. We're also doing a building project together. We're enjoying it so much and we're traveling together. And I was like, I never wanted to build all that before. And I always wanted to keep everything separate. And I'm, I'm like, you know what? If you find the right guy, grab him and make him. He doesn't need to be made already. Make him. Because if you make him, not only will they love you more, they will commit to you more. They will be grateful forever. No matter what happens to him and me in the end. He will always have a special place in his heart for me. And I'm a thousand percent sure of that. I'm a hundred million percent sure of that. And we'll always be connected for the rest of my life. Sergio will be in it in whatever capacity I can. Just as Jem will, by the way. Just as my ex will. I'm an extremely lucky, lucky, lucky woman. I have chosen incredible men around me who are the backbones to me. And I think that that's what I'm saying is if just open your eyes, broaden your horizons, don't look for the wrong things. When you look for the wrong things, you don't get to be free and you don't get to live. Be open to things, open to things you didn't think that you would be open to. Don't close yourself off. We are living in a very, very, very different world today. 44 is the equivalent of 34. My life's still just beginning. And so is yours. I think that's where I'm going to end today's podcast because I'm a little bit tired. I just want you to know that it is a ride. It isn't all smooth sailing. Everything is work outable. Nothing ends. It just goes on. And we'll all survive all of this. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Broadcast from my COVID bed. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind the scene action. 